0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold, coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pick a loaf and Dr. Zong!
1: So nasty, so hot. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I'm the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zahn. Derp. Derp. Uh, this week, we're doing our Silver and Gold double feature. Um, we missed our 175 last week, so we're doing... Well, this is uh, still 175, isn't it? This
2: is 176. Well, wait a minute,
1: what? This okay. is 176. Last week last was one was... or last two weeks ago was one seventy five. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, this yeah.
2: was one seventy five.
1: No, uh, we've 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 eclipsed yet Shit. another well, then half why year. Why am I so excited? I don't know. It's it. just another another show. Uh, um, yeah, we're doing a Henry Silva film going way back, 1963's three's Johnny Cool. A- and going <laughs> a little back <laughs> for uh, the team up. Of, it only happened once, folks. John Woo and Dolph Lundgren's Blackjack. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, so yeah, we'll get to those soon. Zom, how are you, sir?
2: I'm good. I'm refreshed. Had about a two-hour nap there, and there you go. And uh, there we go. Uh, all kicking on all cylinders.
1: I was um, I was watching WrestleWar '92 the other day. And the uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin mm-hmm. really should have stuck with the beard. The mustache didn't really work for him too much.
2: <laughs> Which one was Wrestle War? What? Who was the main event?
1: That was the 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 Wrestle War was the when they would do the cage over the two rings. And oh, okay. this, No, I
2: thought that was like War Games.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it was War Games.
2: Well, War Games was was the uh, two. Kate with the top on it over two rings, wasn't it? And then, uh, the, when maybe that's what they started since, calling it eventually. Yeah.
1: It was, it was probably not,
2: the name of the pay per view was Wrestle War, but War Games was the name of the match.
1: Yes, there you go. Wrestle War in War Games. Okay. So anyway, it was the 1992 one. It was a really good show, but. Slow
2: and SWAT team?
1: No, this was 92 was the Dangerous Alliance against mm. Sting's something. And the Dangerous Alliance was, uh, Zabisco, uh, Zabisco Arne. was there, and Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton, Steve uh, Austin, no, not Steve, Steve Austin, yep, and uh, Rick Rude, Rick Rude, yeah, and then uh, it was Sting and Barry Windham and Ricky the Dragon and oh. uh, 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 I can't remember who else. Anyway. Well, Free what was Birds Jimmy Jam? Wrestled. Who was he? He, he was... wrestled. It was the Freebirds match against um, uh, somebody. But they. Nope. Wrestle War ninety two Freebirds. It was.
2: Jimmy Jam had big fat cheeks.
1: Well, yeah, he could, he should have kept the beard. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, anyway, it was the Freebirds against whoever the hell they wrestled for the U.S. Tag Team titles, hmm. and. Um...
2: Curious who that is, down.
1: It was, oh, uh, Greg Valentine and Terry Taylor, oh, the tailor-made no, man.
2: No wonder I couldn't remember.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but they, you know everybody was the DDT could happen at any time, and um, his hair was glamorous, but the mustache didn't really work. He should have stayed with the beard.
2: What well, was just him and Hayes? Did they have like a uh, a manager or?
1: Nope, that was just the two of them. No
2: precious, no.
1: Nope, no, nobody else. Nope. They they were. It was the curtain. It was the curtain match too. It was the. Yeah. It, they start. They started the whole show. And uh, yeah, My, Michael Hayes was already looking a little bigger at that point, and
2: he was hanging on by his fingernails while Terry Gordon <laughs> yeah. was dying on airplanes and selling out uh, Corican Hall in Japan.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so uh, how are you, sir? Besides the nap, how was your week? Um, oh, two weeks.
2: It's. Well, I will say this. Um, I feel your pain because uh, I have never had allergies before in my life. Uh And um, I went and rode my motorcycle two days ago just to run over and pick up a prescription. And um, the coming back, it looked like it was going to storm. So I thought, man, I better fucking head back. And um, I had my visor up because I like to get a little wind in my face. And uh, the pollen was so bad. At least I think that's what it was. I started coughing. I felt like I had like sand in my throat and my nose started just pouring. And I'm coughing so much and I have a full face helmet on that when I got to my garage, I still have my helmet on and I started to cough so much that I started to throw up. Ooh! And I like stopped myself. I got my helmet off and I had like this mouthful of like water. And I looked around because I didn't want anybody to see me throw up. And I thought, I'm going to vomit because this is so gross. And then I just went and spit it out. But then I contained myself. And then when I got back in the house, well, I had some um, uh, like uh, paper towels in my garage. And and I got, uh, luckily, because my nose, it was like I got sprayed with uh, tear gas. And when I made it in the house, I had just ate like a whole bunch of food that I shouldn't have. And I thought, well, maybe I should go ahead and throw up because then I can purge all this food out of me and then I won't get fatter. But then <laughs> by then it was too late.
1: We already know this is not the that's not the best route.
2: Yeah, I could have see, I, se- I should have seized the day and just let it all hang out. But I was worried that somebody would see me. And I thought, my God, this would be horrible if like one of my neighbors sees me out here like up chucking so I didn't
1: good job yeah. congratulations <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the extent of and I'm waiting for new wheels for my lawnmower and so that's the extent of the, excitement. the highlight
1: of your two weeks uh-huh. um, yeah so about the same for me I didn't throw up either
2: <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's difficult not to throw up <laughs> yeah. especially reading yeah. posts on the internet
1: <laughs> or every day I wake up
2: yeah you just wake up and just lay there and just think, oh, God. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> you know, with um, like that
2: right there, it it was spontaneous. So throwing up wouldn't have been bad, but I can't <laughs> make myself throw up. That, especially I when I don't have to.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to throw up. I hate the, throwing up.
2: toothbrush in the back of the throat, Duh. and I was like, nah, it just doesn't work.
1: So uh, what have you been watching this last when, couple you, weeks? When
2: you get to the point where you're thinking that, that you should throw up after you eat so you can lose weight, you might want to stop eating so much. <laughs> like, man, wait, wait a minute, there's a better way.
1: Yeah, just don't eat so much.
2: Yeah, for a better way. Bill McKay. Uh, what have I been watching? I have yes, well, because, uh Okay, wait a minute. I, I wrote some stuff down, but I have like next to nothing because uh i haven't fucking been watching anything okay um i watched shutter's island again and for some reason this movie just you know i don't know it's the madness and uh, and this you know how sad it is to see someone come undone but i even uh, i still like it um i don't think it's uh scorsese's best but uh, I think it's really good. I like Ruffalo and Leonardo in it, and uh, Michelle Williams is just—I love her.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: uh, Tombstone. I watched with one of my friends. The one that says uh, "furry" instead of "fury," uh, and uh, in a scene, he's—he's he's like, um, like I—I I might joke about things that are um, crass. Not—I don't know if I'd say crass, but. Um, Uh, say sexual but like in a joking way for a laugh and he does it in a way that is like creepy perv kind of a way (laughs) like uh, we're watching Tombstone and there's like somebody on there and they're not even doing anything sexual they're just standing there talking and he's looking at the screen and he doesn't look at me he's just looking at the screen he goes what do you think you think she's a virgin (laughs) You you think her pussy's wet right now and I'm like ugh are you talking to me, or is that your inside voice? Like, talking to your own.
1: <laughs> Whoops, was that out loud?
2: Yeah, did I just say that out loud? Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Le Samurai with Alain Delon, again, uh, which I really like. It's just a beautifully shot movie. Doesn't have a lot of dialogue. And uh, he is a cool motherfucker. He is up... that he, he, Jeff, Jeff Costello in uh, Le Samurai is has to be in, like the top ten coolest motherfuckers of all time. Oh, wait a minute, I got some eye winkies. Do you still say do you say eye winky?
1: I don't even know what an eye winky is.
2: It's the you know when you get the crust in the corner of your eyes. Oh, that's when an eye booger for me. Yeah, when you're a little kid we called my mom called them eye winkies. Oh, so I still say eye winky. Uh, Tito's Murder Squads was a documentary after World War II. If you watch um, like Force Ten from Navarone
3: mm-hmm.
2: um Harrison Ford and uh Her- well Harrison Ford and uh Carl Weathers and the other gang Robert Shaw um god damn it uh, um they go into Yugoslavia to help the partisans against the Nazis well and and uh, Sterling Hayden actually did that in real life not in a movie uh he parachuted in there for the OSS and to help Marshal Tito's uh partisans against the Nazis And um, this movie is about after World War II, Um, apparently Marshal Tito, who was the head of Yugoslavia, uh, did not, after World War II was over, uh, did not forgive or forget. And he sent uh, some assassins uh, into Germany um, after we had made peace, and uh, they had all these uh, unsolved deaths. And hmm. uh, what it was was uh, his guys were going over there and still getting a revenge. Uh, revenge. So uh, some of the uh, the people's families that were killed uh, started in be- doing investigative journalism, which is something we don't even have over here anymore. And I uh, started <laughs> uncovering a bunch of stuff. Okay. Next thing I watched was uh, State of Siege, uh, Costa Gavras uh, movie starring uh, Yves Montan. Um, and if you've watched z uh and you like that with uh, Yves Montand, Monton and Montand. Uh, directed by Kostas Gavras you will like this one uh what this one is is a uh, Gavras uh he z was about like uh it all took place in Greece mm-hmm. uh how the fascists uh took over Greece and uh, the the government and uh had their bully boys going around. We were just talking about the brown shirts and stuff like that and the uh, knuckle draggers in America right now before we came on air. But um, <laughs> this one is about um, – it's based on a true story where um, the United States uh, was sending these people down to South America, uh, and uh, they had a, the, what they called uh, – I think it was the College of America's uh where they taught uh fascist dictators how to torture people and uh uh do all kinds of nasty shit with death squads Great. and um, yeah and um uh, so like they would they I can't remember what the name of the the um of the uh, it was an american aid it was called us aid mm-hmm. uh which you know sounds good you know we're going to send aid down to these countries right you know with a uh, You know, corn or medical supplies, blah, 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 blah. Well, some parts of it, um, you know, the guys they sent down there were like former special forces uh, colonels or not former, but current like Green Beret colonels and stuff like that. And they were going down there and doing shit like that. And um, the uh, people down there or a faction of the people uh, decided, hey, you know, they exposed all this shit uh, and they kidnapped a bunch of these guys. Uh, Well, the one was well. I don't want to go too much further into it, but it's really good, and it uh, it will open your eyes about some of the shit that we have done all over the world.
1: Mm. What was the name of that one again?
2: Uh, State of Siege. It is a Criterion Collection movie. Cool. Uh, I'd never heard of it, and I just happened to catch it on uh, iTunes, and I bought it. I didn't even rent it because Costa Gavras is uh, my kind of guy, and uh, I I figured, hey, it's Criterion. And I did not. Uh, I did not. Uh, I wasn't. Disappointed. Regret your purchase. I watched. Uh, I've been watching, or had been watching, uh, Louis uh, last seasons, so not this season yet, uh, with uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. and uh, this comedian Todd Berry, is is on there quite a bit. Uh, and so I watched a full um, uh, comedy you know thing with him, which he's pretty fucking funny. Um, and I okay, I finished Penny Dreadful which i really liked and uh the new season has begun the first uh episode of the second season which just started uh is on youtube for free but they pixel out like nudity
4: um, Boo. So, so
2: yeah um, but so i finished <laughs> the first season watched the first episode of the second season i'm just going to have to wait and cuz i don't get that channel uh which is showtime but i like it uh you know if i, I can watch- if i could
1: I watched a I watched a Nazi exploitation movie this week. Come to think of it, that had bleeped out nudity, Ugh. or like not just genitals. Like tits were fine. Yeah, and I don't even remember what it was. I didn't write it down. I have no idea what that was. That's
2: like when you watch some Japanese porn, you know, and they pixel yeah, out the they pixel the, out the, 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 the crotch and the penis. I watched. I have a a new favorite. Um, Porn clip. Well, I mean, it's not now because this was like maybe like uh, a month ago. Uh, with uh, what's her name, Brooke Lee Adams, and it's a it's a it takes place in America, I think. But <laughs> well, I mean, okay, they, they get on like a uh, like on a, a bus, like a commuter bus, uh-huh. and of course it's it's set up so it must be just full of people that are working on the movie. But it looks like it's got a whole bunch of just people on it. And she gets on there dressed kind of like a schoolgirl. Oh, kind okay. Of I was
1: like, do, I was like, why, why, what, what does it matter if it takes place in America? I see, though. It's, yeah, uh, it's, they're,
2: <laughs> they're driving down the street. I mean, you can see from the camera inside, like they're driving through neighborhoods and stuff. And these two Asian guys get on the bus with her. They're like thugs, you know, the uh-huh. thugs. And uh, they stand like beside of her, and they start like it's. I guess uh, it's, it's an actual uh, thing that happens. I'm trying to think what movie we saw that in. Where,
1: she's good looking.
2: The guy um, started. um, (laughs) Oh shit! What was that? Where it was a, I think it was an American movie, and the Asian guy would get on the bus and he felt up somebody's daughter. Does that sound
1: familiar? (laughs) Oh, that was um, that was Kinjite.
2: Yeah, Kinjite. We
1: we didn't we didn't do it, but (laughs) right. But
2: this but this is. Is uh, a, a, I guess like a, a th- I thought it was like just a genre of mm-hmm. like a, a kink that they make they make movies about but I guess that guys actually do that you know over there but in this one I mean you know and the people are just standing there like now pay attention but it's it's a good clip um, so anyway <laughs> if you find it it's pretty good and, I'll, look up, I mean, I'll look it up yeah she she's she's got a a nice uh, way about
1: her um, she, she is, got a
2: way she's... about her. I, uh, she's,
1: she's a she's a cutie.
2: Per uh, McLarge Huge, and I'm not going to say formally Jake McLarge Huge because you know I don't care. Uh, it's for <laughs> he will forever be McLarge Huge to me. Forever the
1: McLarge Huge.
2: Um, he came out and he told and he said um, he's been he's been trumpeting for this TV show called Banshee for for a while, and I thought, okay, well I just finished Penny Dreadful. Anybody who knows me, I can't stick with the fucking series. I still haven't finished daredevil. I liked it, but I mean, I'm, I got like five episodes. I never in even and started it. If, if, if I rent like a full season and have it on my iPad, yeah. well then I can watch it back to back to back to back to back. But if I'm sitting at home and I watch one, one show to the next, I kind of, I don't know what it is. There's just so much I'd rather do when I'm at home. Um,
1: Like sit and cry. Sit,
2: cry, lay in the bathtub, cry. Vomit. Poop, cry. Vomit, (laughs) cry. Uh, But I started watching Banshee, and I watched, uh, I think, the first two or three episodes with a couple of my friends. And I asked somebody, I said, well, because when I looked at the cover art, for some reason, just glancing at it, I thought it was a Western. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not a Western. It takes place in, like, uh, an Amish area, Mm -hmm. uh, modern day. But I said, well, you know, what's it about? Just give me an idea. And someone on one of the groups said, all you need to know is it's got a lot of action and fucking in it. So I was like, (laughs) I'm in. Right. So start watching it. And um, like the first three episodes, you know, it was like, oh, man, this is fucking good. Because, I mean, every episode has like an explicit sex scene in it. It's got hot women. uh, The the the. Uh, kind of pilot and everything was cool. I was like, okay, well, where's this going? You know, this is an interesting concept. Um, by the time I got to the last episode. Okay. Now, you know, in a, like, a, we'll put it in wrestling terms. Where, okay, you uh, you have the, uh, the uh, say the heel attacks the the, the uh, baby face at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm
2: right at the beginning of the match, and then the babyface fights him off and runs him out of the ring, and the crowd's going, yeah! Well, then they get in there, and they kind of slow it down, and everything's kind of, you know... And then the the heel keeps cheating, keeping the babyface down. The babyface tries to fire up, but he'll grab his tights or his hair and yank him back down. And then they have the big finale where, you know, everything comes to the, the to the blow, or the the, the right. payoff at the end. Okay, well, then... Like if if you did that and they, at the end, both wrestlers are covered in blood and punching each other, but the one guy ends up prevailing. Well, then in wrestling, they started having like a uh, ECW matches or Onita in Japan, where it's just nothing but violence from beginning to end and nothing but gore and just fighting. And, you know, it ne- never stops. There's never anything else. And <laughs> that's the way this is. Like, I mean, none of the violence ever ends up meaning anything because, um, Every episode, whether it's the hero or the heroine or whatever, they'll get beaten so bad, um, they'll they'll be covered in blood. Uh, in one episode, uh, the the girl and this bad guy fight for the entire show. Now they they switch over to other stuff, but then they come back and they're still fighting. And. He takes a big shard of like – not a shard, but like a big jagged piece of wood and stabs her in the stomach. Now, this thing has to be maybe a foot and a half long, a foot (laughs) or a foot and a half long. Stabs her in the stomach, and they're laying there, and oh, you know, or she's down, and then you think, okay, and he's given his, you know, you should not have come back, you fucking Bitch! Well, then suddenly she'll fire up with a kick and kick him in the balls. Well, then she'll get him down and you'll think, and she'll be like, "You motherfucker!" Da da da! And all of a sudden he'll fire up and get her, and then it just went. They did that so many times, and it's like Jesus, like what the, we would call wrestling false finishes, right? Then when the whole thing pans out. Okay, and they find her. To, oh, rush her to the hospital, right? Rush her to the fucking hospital. She's got, you know, he stabbed her in the fucking stomach, you know. Okay, so if you stab somebody in the stomach, I mean, especially with a big something that long, I mean, there's going to be internal injuries. There's going to be a puncture of either the stomach, the liver, you know, the you know the kidneys, whatever, you know. Punches, stabbing the stomach. She goes to the hospital and they stitch her up, and by the end of that episode, she's out, like running around trying to. <laughs> Do stuff and, like, barely selling it. I'm selling yeah. it a little
1: bit, but not nearly as much. I mean, I had my appendix out, and I couldn't even hardly move, walk, or whatever. Oh, I know. When I had my hernia operation, it hurt. Yeah. Like I would almost shit myself, and I'd sneeze. And then, like, the next
2: <laughs> episode, which is either which, which is in a 24-hour period, she's got the, you know the, the gauze thing on her stomach, but she's fighting like Jason Statham. She likes. So, sta-
1: she just taped up her ribs like they used to. And,
2: and there's several times where the hero will be ble- beaten so bloody, you know, his eyes almost shut, and there's blood just covering his face and everything. And the next episode, he might have like a couple little scratches on his head, not stitches, but just like you know, if you got a little <laughs> scrape on your head. So, I, I so do you like started- the show? <laughs> I said I, I finished it and uh, I, I kind of thought it jumped the shark with that stuff and everybody it's on the third season. That was the end of the first season. And I'm not really sure because I mean it's I don't get showtime. Mm-hmm. Let's see, no, that one's Cinemax or Cinemax. Um but I don't get that either. And for me, you know, I I don't know if I want to invest and people keep telling me, Oh yeah, stick with it or and I'm like, you know, I like uh uh, movies with that kind of fighting and stuff like that. Right, but I mean, right. the, the, the shit has to have consequences. I mean, you can't have some, okay. Like it, when Hulk Hogan threw Paul White, the giant off the top of the Kobo arena.
1: <laughs> and then he showed up later in the show.
2: Yeah. And he showed up later in the show. It was stupid because it doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know, or if somebody runs a truck over, uh, like say Jason Statham's in a fucking car and somebody runs over it with a a tractor trailer to where it's completely smashed. You know, or he's got two compound fractures of legs, and then the next scene he's up just, you know, doing karate and stuff. You know, I, I don't know. So anyway, that was that. And then um, I watched a documentary called Putin's Way, which is a, a frontline PBS documentary. Mm-hmm. And the reason I watched it – well, I listened to it because I get the, um, the audio uh, – of Of the of the show that they, they have it on iTunes so you can listen to it for free and um you know, I just started thinking, you know okay well when the soviet when the when the Berlin Wall fell and the Soviet Union fell, you know it just seems like when you think back, I mean Putin's just always been there, and it's like, okay, I remember Yelts, Gorbachev and then Yeltsin, and then all of a sudden Putin's there and he's just there there there, there. and it told like all the stuff that he has done uh and how he's basically uh just it's done so many criminal things i mean he's worth like 40 billion dollars now um the, the, there's a documentary on netflix which i haven't watched yet but i want to watch now after this uh because it's about this guy who was the richest man in russia he owned like an oil company and everything and how putin uh, putin basically put him in uh exile or not exile he put him in a uh, camp in siberia for 10 years and just Took all his money So I mean It's that kind of thing I mean he's He's kind of pretty much Just a uh, A guy that A a criminal um, Whatever Like a a James Bond villain Almost so Anyway (laughs) it was interesting But that's all I have I didn't have a ton Because I did get caught up in uh,
4: uh, Banshee
2: and Penny Penny Dreadful
1: I finished um, I finished Flat The first season of Flash This week That was uh, It's good um, if it's I mean, free. for comic book fans, it's Which uh, you could do a that? lot worse, certainly, but um, but it's Which been channel? pretty cool. And apparently, they're going to do some kind of you I can't me? figure out if it's going to be a TV movie <laughs> or what, but it's like The Flash and Arrow. Um, and uh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, <laughs> um. It's gonna be something the flash and there's arrow and um the atom and black canary uh-huh. I think, but it's gonna be like a superhero team up type thing and I'm not sure if they're gonna show it on t v or what but um and they who is the um there's a couple vandal savage is gonna be the villain and then like there's the other rip something he's the the he's like the the time traveling superhero in d c one of them um so it looks pretty cool. There's like uh, I saw a little trailer for it. So I don't know, but the flash what show, channel is it, on? CW. Oh, CW.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. So hopefully the whole season will show up on Netflix. I've been keeping up on Hulu, but Hulu like they delete the episodes after they're a couple months old. Um. So hopefully it'll show up. The first season will show up on Netflix now that this that it's over. So anyway, as far as movies go, I I uh, I meant to go. I was going to go out and check out the new Mad Max. So I was getting in the mood for it and watched a shitload of um, post-apocalyptic movies, and they all pretty much blew. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Warriors of the Apocalypse has a pretty amazing cover. Uh, look it up. You'll like it. But most of it ended up being almost like a cannibal movie. Like there was only a little bit of post-apocalyptic type stuff at the beginning. Uh, uh, uh. It has a different name. Um Also known as uh, "Searchers of the Voodoo Mountain." That's that is a more apt title for this because "Warriors of the Apocalypse" doesn't work as well because it doesn't. You know, they don't do much apocalyptic type stuff except for the first like 15 minutes. Most of it takes place in the jungle with like midgets that are uh uh they they can't die. Like they'll be shot and they just come back to life. Um it's like magic type stuff uh let's see another one I watched well i watched the th- I watched all three original Mad Max movies, and the first two are still awesome uh the third one is still not awesome at all yeah, it's bad um let's see oh. <laughs> I watched America three thousand <laughs> um this one was not very good either uh it 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 has some big, like, I don't know, it's like women versus men, and and I don't know. It was pretty stupid. Um, And Cold Harvest was another one I watched, and this one was okay. This is Isaac Florentine, so the action was pretty good, but the movie itself was kind of boring. It has Gary Daniels in it. What's that?
2: I like Isaac Florentine movies, but but the rest of the time.
1: It could have been worse. Uh, It it had Barbara Crampton in it, and somehow she does not take her top off. Fuck that! Yeah, why waste your Um, time? (laughs) I did watch one Jack
2: with Dolph. He didn't take (laughs) his shirt off either. Son of a! I
1: know Dolph did not. Anyway, anyway, um, World Gone (laughs) Wild was the other um, um, post-apocalyptic. This one was. This one was okay. It has Bruce Dern and Michael Perret in it, and uh, Adam Ant is the villain.
2: Was Precious a post-apocalyptic movie?
1: Pre, Yes, it was. Okay. The, the post-apocalyptic uh, world of the bottom of the chicken bucket. <laughs> well, you were talking nobody, about
2: a cannibal kind of being a cannibal
1: movie. Nobody could survive. Um, world <laughs> Gone Wild was pretty good. It was kind of a comedy. Um, not too shabby. <laughs>
2: they should do a fucking Precious <laughs> 2 that's like World War Z but Precious <laughs> becomes a, a flesh-eating zombie, and no one can stop her. So she starts like taking, like World War Hulk. She starts taking. She just keeps getting zombies.
1: bigger too. Like she never, yeah. s- never stops. Uh, like the blob. The uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Blue Thunder. No, I had never seen this one before. What's that?
2: I said, poor Precious. Her mom made her eat her pussy. Ugh.
1: The um, she was wh- hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Thunder is uh, Roy Scheider and Warren Oates It's pretty good um, It's a, kind of like that Helicopter, that vehicle porn That they did a lot in the early 80s uh, With um, You know, with Night Rider And uh, Airwolf and all that um, The reason this one I'd never seen this, the reason I decided to watch it I, was re- I read an interview with Yafet Kodo uh, A few weeks ago And uh-huh. he was saying that He was up for the role in this movie might have made Which it a quite a blue thunder. Which role? Roy Scheider's role. Nah. Eh, what it might have worked. And <sighs> Daniel Stern was very baby faced in it, so yeah. it was okay. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he was a shithead.
2: Catch you later.
1: Um, let's see. I did watch Skin Trade, the new Dolph movie. It's oh. on. Uh, it's on the iTunes. It's. I'm a Dolph apologist, and it was okay. <laughs> mm. Like it's. Yeah, oh, I mean, nice. I didn't hate it. I watched it late at night, so I was tired and I didn't fall asleep. So that's a good that's a good mark on it. Um, Tony Jaw isn't as crazy as he used to be. Probably a reason for that. He's probably in pain from all the shit that he used to do. Um, it's a it's a funny. It's it's almost as it, it, the two of them together looked almost as funny as uh, Dolph with Jet Li in the first Expendables movie. Um, it's that kind of dynamic. Um. You know the movie. Uh, Ron Perlman's in it and really like sells it. <laughs> he, he's doing a uh, like a Serbian accent and shit. <laughs> oh God, I, I have to see it then. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. You might want to wait till it's a rental. I'll just say that it's it's all right. Um, another. Well, okay. I watched Talk to Her. Uh, uh, Alm- Alma Dovar. Uh, I had seen this one before, but it had been years, probably maybe since it first came out on video, and um. It's still one of his best. It's really good. Um, so it's about gender stuff? No, um no. it's it's there's these there's two men that come across each other in a hospital. They're both there because one is a nurse and the other one is there be, uh, and both of them are caring for in some way for women that are in comas. So the the nurse is trying to like tell the guy that's there whose girlfriend is in the coma about how he needs to have a better relationship with the woman. And the two women in it hardly talk at all to the whole movie. mean you see you see you see them talking flashbacks and stuff, but most of their role is sleeping, you know? So um but it gets into this pretty heavy shit later on and um it's there's not a lot of like sleas in this one. Um mm-hmm. one of the women is a, a matador and I guess that's the most like flamboyant thing of the movie <laughs> but other than that it's like there's not a lot of it didn't feel like a a soap opera as much as it felt like a serious film
2: I'm a nurse but I slaughter and <laughs> torture bulls
1: <laughs> No 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 the 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 woman is the matador the one that and she gets gored and is in a coma as a result Good Yeah the nurse the nurse is, had been stalking his uh His patient, and became a. He started working there so he could take care of her. Hmm. Um, it's good though. Um, let's see. Uh, for the first time, this is off the off the list of shame. Point Break. Uh, never seen this one before. Never saw. I had never seen. I was. You know what I was doing. I was trying to. I was going to save it for the show, so we could talk about. the, How are you
2: even allowed to do this show if you hadn't seen Point Break?
1: <laughs> the what underlying the themes of the movie, but we'll still have to do that at some point. Um
2: no, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, am I, I. That one is one of the one of my favorite love stories, and I'm not talking <laughs> about Lori Petty and Johnny Utah. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it's funny that. When was Roadhouse? It had to. Be, it was right before this. So yeah. Swayze was on a little run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is pretty awesome. Uh, Anthony Kiedis, he acts about as well as he sings. Oh my um,
0: god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 and Gary Busey was pretty cool in it too. I it, about I, him even being in it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um. Let's see. I talked about that one. World Gone Wild. Crime Busters. I watched this one on YouTube. He acts um,
2: as well as he sings. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Crime Busters is a uh, is a Terrence Hill, Bud Spencer movie yeah. uh, where they become cops in Miami uh, just because they they're kind of like... I don't know if they are scam artists or what but both of them are just looking for work and they kind of stumble into becoming cops and think they can make money off of it and then they spend the rest of the movie trying to get out of being cops um it's pretty funny so i like hitting
2: anybody on top of the head
1: he does it, no he, he does a popeye punch once and most of it are the big like like uh ham fist slaps that he does yeah um and uh terrence hill does a lot of like type <laughs> stuff uh, there's a funny scene in a bowling alley. Um, this is, it's pretty cool. It's on YouTube, but it looks pretty, it's pretty fuzzy. Uh, but you know, you don't really need a lot out of it. <laughs> um, there's a funny scene with them getting these women drunk too, because the women are trying to get them drunk and, uh, they're, you know, they, they, both of them are alcoholics essentially. So they drink them under the table instead. Um, uh, let's see. Dee 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 the dirty dozen I revisited still really good, um, I watched another Almodovar movie. What have I done to deserve this? This is a pretty early one. uh it had some good stuff in it. This one really felt kind of like pasted together a few times, like um the story didn't flow super well, like one thing I really admire about Almodovar is how he can. Have multiple stories going on in a movie, and they all kind of like end up getting real they deathly juggled together i guess um this one there were several things going on, but it like it felt like it would chop back and forth it didn't flow as well as his movies usually do, and maybe that's just uh maybe he was still getting his footing as a director But this is eighty four so i don't know it's just this one didn't really work for me um let's see, what's her face? Uh, Ka- Carmen, Carmen Maura, Maura, is the main, la- is the main lady, and she became like, his, I think, Penelope Cruz at first. Mm. Um, Like his, because she worked with him a lot, I think. Um, and, um, she was really good in it, but the movie as a whole, was just kind of eh. And there, there was some sleazy stuff in this one, like, um, the next door neighbor was a prostitute, and, uh she there was a dentist that kept coming on to like her 13-year-old son and uh <laughs> you know stuff like that so this was this one felt more like his theme of movie but uh I watched private school and wildlife two teen sex comedies and both were fun and lots of boobs and and bad jokes and I liked it um let's see do I have anything else worth talking about? I watched a few documentaries yesterday. I was in the mood to watch some uh, baseball stuff. So I watched um, No-No, the <laughs> documentary about Doc Ellis. <laughs> that was from uh,
2: my childhood days.
1: That guy was something else, man. I didn't know much yeah. about him. So yeah. did you watch this documentary?
2: I fucking lived that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Growing <laughs> up as a Pirates fan, yeah. I mean, we knew. All, I knew all about Yeah, I've seen it could I, yeah, wait. I, I, I f- helped fund that fucking documentary.
1: By mm, the way, it was good. Um, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I thought that you know I thought it, and I remember somebody saying it, talking about it once I started watching it. I thought the movie was going to be like focused more on the the LSD game, mm. um, but the, really the LSD no hitter game was just kind of like the 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 wave, like kind of yeah. like the 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 highlight of it but of of just talking about his drug issues and and all that stuff and um
2: I saw him pitch
1: that's cool he uh, uh-huh. he his he I liked I, I really liked the when he reads the letter from Jackie Robinson yeah
2: um I, I like was, the book about uh, when they were playing the Reds and he uh said that he was going to do he told his teammates he was going to do the do if you watch it you'll know what you know yeah yeah Watch it it's even if you don't like do you think if you don't like baseball that you know if you're not a fan of baseball, would this still be a good one to
1: watch I think so'cause he's uh he was a it's pretty he was such an interesting guy and it and he came through um the, to be as outspoken in a very white and conservative yeah. sport oh. was yeah
2: especially at that time, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's it just it's started. Cool.
2: Like I think the Pirates were the first. Well, I, I don't think they were. They were the first team to field an entire African American or an entire uh, team of
1: people. Non-white. Of color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that, yeah. This is that's one to definitely check out. If even if you're not uh, now, one I did check out that might be for baseball fans only was Knuckleball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on Netflix. Um, this is just a documentary about the keeping the knuckleball alive. And it's pretty incredible to think that this is a, a, this unusual pitch and that the guys, the people that have made it their primary pitch, like they, they, they figure that only like maybe 60 or 70 major league pitchers ever, like in the history of this 150 year old game or whatever have made it their, like their, their main pitch. So most of it is, um, Talking to Tim Wakefield who has now retired and uh, R.A. Dickey. He started who plays, out with the Pirates. He started out with the Pirates as a as a first baseman.
2: When we when when um we went to see the Pirates play, and I can't remember who they were playing, and I was sitting by my friend Chuck and he, Wakefield was pitching. Of course. Mm-hmm. He had just started with them, so it didn't and I said, Who the fuck is that guy? I said, He pitches <laughs> Weird well, I didn't know that he was throwing the knuckleball because yeah. he barely had a wind up or anything, and then you know and then he went to your guys
1: yeah he he was there for shit like nineteen years
2: well if you when you throw the knuckleball you, something like that those yeah. guys can pitch forever because they don't really throw hard,
1: yeah um but they they talked to uh Phil Necro and um
2: that's my grandpa's first cousin
1: Phil and Joe. Charlie, Necro. oh yeah, yeah, and Charlie Huff. Uh, they talked to the, they they uh it so it was pretty cool like you know it it, it focused a lot on their kind of uh, on Dickey's and uh Wakefield's kind of path through the majors but then like the history of the pitch itself and how kind of it's so much up to chance and it was it was a neat it was a neat I, little
2: I always thought it was like when my dad and I would <clears throat> play catch in like the backyard he could throw the knuckleball and it would just look like this <laughs> it doesn't spin. So it just looked like it was just floating in so soft. And then when it hit your glove, it'd be like, God damn. Cause sometimes, it, and, and there were times where you would be like, Oh, here comes this big fluffy ball. And it would just go like right below, right beneath your glove and hit the house. And
1: then he'd be mad. Oh, so, yeah. You know. Um, let's see. I watched 30 for, I thought it's the 30 for 30 straight out of LA. Uh, this is the ice cube directed one about the LA Raiders and, the uh, kind of like ties to the rise of, uh, West Coast hip hop and stuff, and it was pretty good. Um, I, I I pay such little attention to football. I didn't. I, I did not realize until watching this that they still don't have a football team um, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles so. Yeah. Um. And then I watched another thirty for thirty. You don't know Bo. Yeah, that was a good. One. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Bo He's Jackson a and
2: pretty good athlete.
1: <sighs> yeah, and I re- I remember <laughs> I remember the highlight of him running on the wall. And this guy Austin, that I was friends with. It, I think it was I must have been in eighth grade. And when that highlight was on ESPN, like all the kid and like I remember this guy Austin just like cracking up about it. It's like, oh my god, it was amazing when he he <laughs> caught the ball in the outfield and then like ran th- four steps up the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, kind of a I like how bittersweet they, it, what yeah. ended up with ha- happening with him. like, yeah. With him him talking at the end and stuff. Like he said he doesn't really watch football at all. And yeah. yeah.
2: I, I I just like how he his his um, legend became almost like Paul Bunyan or something. Where <laughs> yeah, told yeah. These stories, and you didn't know if they were tall tales. Like he jumped over a fucking river or something and <laughs> killed a well, pig seen, with a fucking rock.
1: <laughs> the guy, the guy saying that he's jumped over a Volkswagen. There was um, there was a video. There's a guy that played for the Red Sox a few years ago. There was YouTube of him actually doing that. Yeah, I've seen like people. You know, it's, it's so crazy looking for somebody to just hop over a car.
2: I couldn't like jump over like if there was a plate in the floor, like or a board, <laughs> <When> I, <try laughs> I jump, trip. I usually yeah. stub my toe or yeah. I'm a, I'm
1: uh, a, that's about it. I watched. I wa- oh, I watched SS Camp Women's Hell. That was the other one. Um, this one was really <laughs> nasty. Yeah, this one was really bad. Um, I mean, you know, bad in a in a sl- very sleazy and kind of almost entertaining kind of way. Um, but the, and I watched another Nazi exploitation one that I said that they bleeped out the the crotches in, but I can't remember what that one was, so it must have not stuck with what me. What was at the all.
2: one you watched that was like a teen movie with Chris Penn? Didn't you watch something?
1: Oh yeah, Wildlife. Wildlife wow. and Private School. I watched both of those like right at the right at the same right right after each other. I just uh, private school with uh the famous horseback riding scene and, and Chris Penn looked I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, yeah, What the fuck he is was... that? thin and yeah. yeah and he got really fat would
2: you rather um, be chris penn and what happened to him or bo jackson
1: i'd rather be bo jackson
2: yeah he's still alive yeah you know what's funny i mean it, it, like how big of a redneck bo jackson is. yeah
1: well i guess when like you grow everything. up in the middle of nowhere in alabama it's gonna happen
2: yeah. i mean everything's hunting and Fishing and shooting his making, bum and arrow. Making arrows, sudden, yeah, eh, I don't know. Not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I live in West Virginia and it's not my thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Cool. Uh that's it for me. I, t- I watch quite a bit. So
2: if I shot like archery, we did that in gym class. They set up these uh big targets that were like full of hay mm-hmm. and you know, we would just shoot like the targets, that was kinda cool because I always thought of it like uh in a comic book kind of thing, like Hawkeye. Or yeah. uh, or like an a, a, a samurai thing where they would teach him to shoot the bow and arrow. you know. Those really
1: long bows that they would use. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, which movie do you want to cover first?
2: Why don't we cover Johnny Cool?
1: All right. Johnny Cool it is. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead.
3: It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk, their past glories of distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shorn from their square jaws only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad... Puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers, to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops. As we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So Don your Cloaks and enter the cult of Muscle. This is the story of Johnny Cool. It tells the tale of his life. They say Johnny was meant to be And content to be mixed up in sorrow and strife He lived by the gun and by the knife Johnny Cool Johnny
1: Cool He
3: lived by the gun and by the knife
1: That wacky Johnny. All right. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Cool, 1963, directed by William Asher. Um... Let me, uh, let me get the synopsis up here. Collini <coughs> an exiled... This is a long one. An exiled American gangster living in Sicily rescues Giordano, a young Sicilian outlaw, from the police. After Giordano is groomed, polished, and renamed Johnny Cool, Collini sends him on a vengeance mission to the United States to assassinate the men who plotted his downfall and enforced exile. That's enough. We don't have to read the rest. Um, this is Stars, Mr. Henry Silva. Stars, Henry Silva. Don't get those as, uh, very often. Um, it also has uh, old Samantha from Bewitched, Elizabeth Montgomery. And um, that's really all the stars, I guess. Um, you get a lot of uh, faces appearing in there. that went on to do some, some TV and other such shit. Uh, like Telly Savalas and... Uh, that uh, that guy from Gilligan's Island shows up in there, and Jim Backus, and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. I like his character's name, Educated. Um, and that was Sammy Davis Jr. singing the Johnny Cool theme song there. Zom, ah. what did you think of Johnny Cool?
2: Well, I thought that it's possible that they picked <laughs> the wrong guy to play the lead role.
1: <laughs> what? You didn't I think he looked Sicilian?
2: Henry Silva can only read one sentence from a cue card at a time. Um, <laughs> watching this, okay, now, the, first of all, i me um, tell you something, people. The, the, like Thunderbolt Patterson, the, you know, if I only had time to say what I want to say. Um, <laughs> the, um the story is pretty good and and uh, uh for it's time 1963 yeah. it's got some very brutal um like violence
4: mm-hmm.
1: some
2: and now some of it like they 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 don't like show it uh explicitly but you know what he's doing or what somebody's doing to like listen Well yeah for like right right
1: at the beginning when the cop pulls that guy up by his hair and just shoots him in the face three yeah. times yeah
2: and and then uh like there's a couple of things where like uh you know uh they imply like rape mm-hmm. uh now i read like when i was reading about like the the uh, online the one know,
1: paragraph there is about it online yeah
2: it just said something like you know that the guy's beat up elizabeth montgomery but from what when i was just watching the movie i thought you know they probably beat her up but they raped her too and uh and then even some of the stuff where like she's laying in bed after she gets like hammered drunk and the only thing that's like covered like they kind of have the sheet covered her ass but she looks like she's just been rode hard and put up wet you know it's pretty kind of hot uh. <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> the um there are times in this movie okay well first of all they they they, they call um uh Henry Silva's character starts out in Sicily as Salvador Giordano. Well, there was the the real the real guy who I think they kind of based that on, which was uh Salvador uh Giuliano. Mm-hmm. And um, um there's been like the movie with uh Christopher Lambert, the Sicilian, is based on him. Uh there's a movie called Salvatore Giuliano, which is really good. Uh and uh, there was a book that uh, Mario Puzo in uh, the, he, he, the Christopher Lambert movie, The Sicilian, was based on the Mario Puzo novel of the same name, which tied into The Godfather. I mean, like Michael Corleone, uh, uh, Al Pacino's character actually goes to Sicily when he's when he's hiding out in Sicily. I think he meets him, and then he's going to bring Salvador Giuliano over from Sicily. To America, stuff like that. So I think, you know, and, and just the way when they show him in Sicily at the beginning, and the character, With that how he dressed,
1: very convincing beard,
2: right? Kind of like the, uh, like they said, like uh, the Robin Hood of bandits mm-hmm. over there, and everything. That was almost exactly like Salvador. Very,
1: very convincing beard and very convincing Sicilian accent.
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. Well, um, <laughs> there are times in this movie. Uh, where it makes you wonder. Now I know Silva was, he'd been around for a while and he was very good friends with Frank Sinatra, which just about everybody in this movie was. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like Sinatra, all of Sinatra's buddies. And, you know, I kind of wonder like why Sinatra didn't fucking, you know, play this part or whatever. I don't know. But Silva, when I was watching this, I'm like, Oh my God you know
1: he's
2: he's you when you watch the older silva with the dead eyes and just like the, like the wax mask mm-hmm. face um but in this he's there are times when he has that but when he was younger he's he's surprisingly more animated but he's not very good and uh, he like he was trying to seduce uh elizabeth montgomery in this bar And it looks like when he's trying to, when he's not being mean and he's like talking to her, his eyes get like really big. But I still, I swear to God, I think someone was holding a cue card up behind her and he's reading the lines right off the cue card. And they're like, Henry, okay, now you want to seem like you're happy here. And and uh, you want to show her a different side of yourself. So he gets these great big eyes, and he and he smiles like a <laughs> like a like a complete moron. And he, but everything is just one sentence at a time. It's like, how are you? Perhaps you'd like to come up to my room. How are you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it just like <laughs> it's all like that. Sinatra
1: Sinatra may have not done this because he would have been like almost about fifty at the time.
2: Yeah, too old probably. Yeah. But. It still makes Late you wonder 40s. what they were thinking <laughs> because, I mean, the movie, if I showed this to somebody, they would probably be like, what the fuck? But, but watching it, you, it's very entertaining yeah. watching him, even like when he was in the Seagal movie and stuff like that. He's such an oddity. It's like he should be in a fucking carnival. Uh, it's it's so awesome that someone took this guy who has his his acting skills i mean i don't know how to put it it's it's amazing how bad he is but they
1: made such a long career (laughs) yeah
2: and, and they just roll with it now elizabeth montgomery who i you know of course everybody knew from bewitched uh she married um william asher yeah, I think they said, they said like a month after this was made. Or whatever. I was going to say
1: it had to have been very like, either they were just married or soon yeah. after this.
2: Now she isn't, you know. I haven't watched Bewitched in years, but I mean, it's TV show. It's lighthearted comedy and everything. Um, her acting ability at this point in her career, I also, <laughs> it, it wasn't on Silva level, but it wasn't that great. Right. Um, you have um, Richard Anderson, who played uh, Oscar Goldman. He's in, in The Six Million Dollar Man, and he was on Big Valley a, a, a lot of times with Lee Majors, who was also in Six Million Dollar Man. Or um, Big Valley was also in Six Million Dollar Man. So it kind of makes you wonder if they were friends or whatever. I don't know. Or whatever. Um, yeah, it
1: was like this whole incestuous uh, yeah. uh, relationship going on in the, in, in, have in everywhere. Figu-
2: Mr. Magoo or Thurston Howell the third. Now Richard Anderson was just in it at the beginning. He was a reporter uh, in Sicily. Um, you had <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Now we couldn't be we couldn't um, do this show uh, and mention the next person without having um, someone very near and dear to his heart be on the show and. Um, that person, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: No. Well,
2: my father, uh, Joey Bishop.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was Larry.
3: I not know that was Larry Bishop's dad. Larry,
2: Larry Bishop's father, Joey Bishop, was in this. So you yeah, you know. <laughs> it was a uh, quite a bit i was friends with Frank Sinatra uh, Larry. I have Larry. to I have to watch Hell Ride like about 5 or 6 times back to back before I can really get into the Larry Bishop thing but
1: um it's been Joey Bishop yeah. in
2: this who was a part of the Rat Pack uh, now you had um, Sammy Davis Jr with the eye patch well two guys in when I was growing up in um, movie history that were known for having a, a, an actual glass eye. Were Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Falk. Well, so when I saw him with the patch over his eye, he wears a patch over his eye yep. in this movie. I thought, oh, you know, huh? I wonder if this was like you know around the time that he actually had his problem. I can't remember why he lost his eye. If it was like a, yeah,
1: I don't know either. I'll
2: look that up something. while you're what. Uh, Brad Dexter is in this, who was in uh, Magnificent Seven. Um, and uh, Telly Savalas, who still has a little bit of hair, Mort Saul, who probably knew Sinatra because he was a comedian uh, back in the day in the, Las Vegas. But so anyway, Johnny Cool, um, he's in Sicily, and he's kind of one of these guys that uh, is going around uh, fighting the government, fighting the fascists and stuff like that, and they, they hide up in the mountains and – the people love him, and he's he becomes kind of a legend. Well, um, he gets uh, captured, but then something works out to where this uh, mafia don, who's hiding out in Sicily, uh, says, "Hey, you know, I don't have a son, and uh, I admire what you do. Blah 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 blah, and I would like to." make you like my protege and i want to teach you everything i know it was almost like um speaking of uh, godfather 2 it was almost like hyman roth telling michael corleone you know you're like a son to me i want to teach you everything i know when i die i'm going to leave everything to you well now this guy is a scumbag i mean he's a criminal (laughs) and he's a you know uh so it, it kind of makes you wonder but so there you go. he
1: he lost his left eye in a car crash when he was on his way to record the theme song for the Tony Curtis film Six Bridges to Cross, huh. and Humphrey Bogart convinced him to not wear the eye patch.
2: Yeah, I thought the eye patch looked pretty cool myself. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he kind of—I don't know—I I just always like the eye patch. Um, so and there's
1: one in the next movie too.
2: Which what's the next one? Is that the one with uh, Frank uh, Jack? Oh yeah, okay. no, the, oh yeah. The Black, Black's
1: movie we're doing, yeah.
2: Well when he gets to America, he's going to take out his special he's gonna he he's gonna take out revenge for this other dude on these mafia guys, but he's no, you know, just small fry punk or whatever. I mean, he's been fighting like wars combat. Fascists and, stuff. and shit, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, they don't know what they're what they're out for or what they're in for or whatever. So he kind of has like a little scheme where he does all this stuff. It's like a hit and run kind of a guerrilla warfare kind of a thing. But he leads every all of them to believe that he is uh, he has his own syndicate. So they think you know that he's got like all these men you know in the shadows and they're going to take over and everything. Now there's a couple of things he he unleashes the fucking judo chop in the bar. A the lot. <laughs> uh-uh. He fucking he does that you know, just the, the chop to the neck. Chop. And then there's a couple of times where um there was one scene and it kind of reminded me like a, a like a banshee or something like that or a, a prison thing where they where uh somebody takes a, a shiv and uh, they they walk up to somebody and they act like you know hey how are you and then they hey just, man t- like, how's <laughs> it you know um, <laughs> they never just like in the movies you'd always see in the old days where they would just take a knife and stab him like one time in the stomach which was kind of like this you know they, they didn't really show it but he takes out like two guys he he takes like a steak knife and and fucking slides it yeah. up under his sleeve there's there's several different things like
1: that um, he does have the cool wait did he do the you know what another another. Commonality. There's gambling between the two movies. And both guys do the whole the thing where they slide a gun out of their sleeve into their yeah. hand.
2: Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Now yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you when he um when he is shooting craps with educated yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. Um he doesn't know Sammy Davis Jr. but Silva's rolling the dice, and then they come over and say, wait a minute, and they take the dice. They take it over to Sammy Davis Jr., and he looks at him. and he goes, oh, they're my dice, or something. <laughs> then Silva makes Sammy Davis Jr. continue to roll, and he says, you know, roll a 11?
1: Uh, two fives.
2: Two fives. Or, uh, yeah, 10. Two fives every time. Now, did that mean that the dice were loaded?
1: I have no idea. See, I was, it was wondering- pretty. It was a pretty cool scene, but he was, you know, at the at the point of a gun having to roll the same dice, uh, rolls over and over again and never lose. And then he just gives all the money to Sammy Davis Jr. and leaves.
2: Yeah. So there was a couple times with, like, stuff like that where it was like, okay, you know, uh, the, you, they they kind of just, like, threw some of these guys in there because they were I, – I mean, I don't know this for a fact because, like, I was telling Loaf – When you research this movie and the next movie, there's like nothing, which I'm surprised (laughs) that there wouldn't be more about this one. Like them saying, you know, you know, uh, this was a pet project of I now I don't know. I'm saying this a million times, but I don't even know if this is true. But my guess is that this was a project of Sinatra. It has to be. Everybody in the fucking movie is one of his friends, <laughs> <laughs> and Silva is a fucking horrible actor, but he's the lead in this, you know?
1: When was, when was Ocean's Eleven?
2: E 11. Um, Ocean's Eleven was, of course, I have to go through all the old, the old fucking Clooney ones. 1960, work. so 60.
1: that was, yeah, so. So there, they probably
2: there. thought, hey, I've got a project. Why don't I give it to Henry? <laughs> Henry, you're sitting over there. Do you want to be in a movie? sure boss you know (laughs) but he's so fucking funny to watch i could watch this movie again i almost watched it again this morning (laughs) just not to brush up on anything but just to watch him and laugh my fucking ass off at his delivery (laughs) why don't we go kill somebody you know um his, the the expression on his face when he's trying to, when he's like picking up Elizabeth Montgomery and he gets this big smile with these dimples in this big smile and his eyes get really big <laughs> it's like you would think he's like hey let's go ride the Ferris wheel you know? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you yeah now Silva um i don't know much about him is he hispanic
1: i think he's cuban yeah
2: Okay, because I was going to say, he kind of went in his younger days. Now, in, um, in uh, Manchurian Candidate, he was Korean. <laughs>
1: Which Korean.
2: Watching him and fucking Frank Sinatra try and pretend they're doing karate, what's awesome uh, in that movie. <laughs> um, but he's just an odd duck. Now, he he must have been either a funny motherfucker or like a pimp that could get like really hot chicks or something because there's no reason whatsoever for him to have made the career that he made in movies <laughs> and last so long. I mean, he's still he's still alive now, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. But, well, um, he's going to
1: uh, yeah, you yeah, he's still doing his thing, I think.
2: He's such a fucking odd person. This movie, they should do a documentary on Silva.
1: Oh, maybe maybe he hasn't he, have, he hasn't been anything in anything yeah, he's since He's pretty old now. He's Ocean's he's, 11 in 2001 was his last credit.
2: But, um, I don't know. You know, I guess maybe he, he made the right friends or something. I yeah. that's yeah. And he did play a really good heel when he got older, you know, really good. Yes. Um, but there are some very other, than, not, like I said, for, for the, the time of this movie, there's some, vi- there's violence in this. Like, um, there's a scene where him and Elizabeth Montgomery decide, you know, they're, they're going to go take this guy out. Um who is Brad Dexter from uh, Magnificent Seven. And he's, and, 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 you know, this was, this movie was based on a, on a novel or a book or whatever. Um, but the, the Brad Dexter's in his swimming pool. And it kind of reminded me of the beginning of uh, Magnum Force where the, the, all the, uh, the, the, kind of richy rich people are out in their swimming pool and the girl gets engaged and she jumps in the pool and they, the girls start taking their tops off and then the motorcycle cop comes with a satchel charge in a, like a, (laughs) you know, satchel and throws it in the pool. But now that in itself is pretty violent, but right, you know, before that they show Brad Dexter's little kids or two little boys that look like they're maybe like four and five years old. Yeah. And they're right there, you know, and then there's things like uh the the implied rape of Elizabeth Montgomery uh yeah. Silva with but, the steak knife and they don't uh,
1: just do shooting. like the like, like the oh you shot me thing it's like well like when he shoots somebody through a window yeah. and it's like you see the shit like you can it, we, we have the implication that the bullets are passing completely through him with stuff breaking behind him and yeah it it's i I like uh, you know my i think my biggest beef with this movie uh-huh. is that it it it's a it's weirdly paced mm-hmm. because it doesn't like in a way this movie does not embrace the fact that it's a B movie mm-hmm. and what i mean by that it's if it was only like if this was made in italy <laughs> 10 years later it would have been amazing um because the story is cool like you know getting this Bandit guy to come back and and kill a bunch of people from you that fucked you over, that could have been awesome. But what they what what slowed it down was when they would leave Silva and have like the behind the doors kind of ch- chats with the mafia guys. Right when and it was like they're trying to like make it a little more like I don't know highbrow or more complicated than it really needs to be. If it was just ninety minutes of Silva getting revenge on this guy and trying to double like two time him, I mean double cross him, whatever, right. that would have been a lot more.
2: Well, I think like when you okay, like Telly Savalas ends up being kind of like one of the one of the top bad guys that yeah, uh, he he's the uh, top boss guy. Um,
1: he always looks weird with hair.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just weird to if you know, but um, when you see Savalas like uh doing his thing uh it it really exposes like elizabeth montgomery and of course you know <laughs> silva yeah uh, for not being as good because savallus was a good actor i mean he's in there and he's like you know uh what it just he can act and, and when yeah. you have like somebody it's like if you took uh say stallone and uh de niro in copland um you know I'm not saying Stallone's a horrible actor but he's not top level it's he's like, like uh, uh yeah and 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 uh when you put them together it kind of exposes the other people Right Now if they would have had like the uh the top boss in this be uh, Fucking, uh, I don't know, from that period of time that was with with Sinatra, Dean Martin or something like that. And he's like, <laughs> 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 he, after, after he could have been bag. the top
1: boss. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I was thinking with this movie, if they, I think, now, can you imagine if they, if the guy that did like uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle or uh, Killing Him Softly um, made this movie? with good actors yeah, and, and took it really, you know, took it really seriously, you know, but Go if they made more... it today, they would have Seth Rogen as Johnny cool and, or, <laughs> and James Franco as uh Sammy Davis jr. Or some shit like that, you know, <laughs> and, and an eye patch. Be, yeah. It'd be stupid, but uh, um, it's, it's an oddity. It's fun to watch, yeah. um, but you can't take it seriously. But it, it, it just amazed me like you like what you were saying about it being a, a B movie um if they would have taken it less seriously
1: exactly. and had
2: more fun with it um but they threw in this really nasty violence and really like a really nasty kind of a a, a thing and even at the end you know with Elizabeth Montgomery with with, with how it pans out and the the ultimate fate of Johnny cool. It's like, man, this is a na I mean, I would actually, honest to God, I would like to find the book and read it because it seems like a pretty gritty, like I said, kind of like a killing them mm-hmm. softly friends of Eddie Coyle kind of a thing. I mean, it's got some nasty shit in it. Yeah. It, it it doesn't pull punches with, with um, the way some movies at that time might have uh, because in the early sixties things had not, you know, when, when you get into the late sixties uh with i think things started really cutting loose more with uh, like say bad cops and and pimps and prostitutes and right. how violence really was but in the early 60s you were coming off the 50s where everything was kind of more sugar coated and this movie kind of takes a leap you know yeah it really does <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's me that's gonna do the killing all over the country for the next forty eight hours, and when I'm finished, they'll think they've been hit by an army. These two
2: guys raped my woman and left her asshole the size of a mayonnaise jaw. I'm gonna take this steak knife and I'm gonna go get them. I'm gonna get them good.
1: I'm gonna stick them right there in the parking garage.
2: Stick them right in the stomachs and bleed them out. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking. I just, i was just laughing, and, and you know, I, it's, it's a fun movie. I, I swear to God, I don't know. I think did the Gentleman's Guide review this one?
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: I don't know if they did or not. I'm thinking that they did, but um, they give I give it like
1: a nine. Yeah,
2: I, I need to go back, and I would, I'm, if they did, I need to go back and listen because I know, you know, I, I've listened to all their shows, but I need to I don't go think back. They've and say, done it. They haven't.
1: <laughs> no, somebody did it. Somebody did know, it on uh, their the things. blog. But
2: well, I was kind of ho- I was kind of hoping they did because I like stepping on their toes. Their big yeah. fat toes,
1: fuckers, rip off their toenails to and everything.
2: But I, you know, I, I, I uh, this is like a Zom side note. I met a girl in a bar one time that looked like. Elizabeth Montgomery, but she looked like Elizabeth Montgomery when she was playing her evil... Was it her evil sister or cousin in Bewitched?
1: <laughs> yeah. She on and play sister, her. yeah.
2: Yeah, and she had black like dark hair. And the girl even told... I, before the words even came out of my mouth, she even said, yeah, everybody says that I look like... Wasn't Samantha. I can't remember what her name was. And she did. And uh, they were from out of town, and they came in to potty. And they came, <laughs> they came to my friend's bar, and we were wild swinging and uh you know they for some reason when girls like go out of town to a different town i mean they're like all of them like hey let's go to your apartment and i'm like hey i just live right down the block you know it was weird it was it was a good come time. let me
1: show you what a mayonnaise jar is for yeah um, I mean, this,
2: this mayonnaise do you like hellmans <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have a lot to add. Um the uh <laughs> I like um I like the Johnny Cool like mythos, the character. Yeah. I didn't really like the uh behind the closed doors stuff, the mafia stuff that they got. it was kind of clumsy I thought. What um, about? it's interesting. Would they,
2: they would talk about him and they would say uh every time well even Elizabeth Montgomery said something like they should call you Johnny Cool. And then they would say Salvatore Giordano, a.k.a. Johnny Cool, or also known as Johnny Cool. they really well, I think the
1: other... Me. Wasn't the other Johnny Collini, the one that kind of trained him in however long it was? It wasn't his name Johnny Cool? Was his name Johnny Cool? I think he was. I think he went by Johnny Cool also.
2: Yeah, and he was using his name.
1: Yeah. Do you know, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, know I, the me. silver parts were good. I, like I said, this would have been better as an Italian film ten years later.
2: What you gonna do? The guy that played uh, Johnny Collini, God, he was in some good movies. He was in Marathon Man. He was in Diamonds Are Forever. He was in uh, Man with a Golden Gun. A couple James Bond movies there you go. from Dust Till Dawn. Huh. Jesus what, Christ, this he in guy! That? Is, hell, I don't know. I don't
1: know. Um, it was interesting that a TV director directed this, William Asher. Like I don't—I was looking through his list. I didn't recognize any movies, but he did a shitload of TV, and he directed almost all of Bewitched. So, of course. <laughs> Yep.
2: He made a butthole the size of a mayonnaise jaw. <laughs> That's
1: the theme of the day. Uh, yeah. We can rate this.
2: Uh, it's, it's, this is an odd one to rate. Um, my God, because it's so bad that it's good. Uh, let's give this movie a. God, I want to say an eight. Wow! It's horrible. <laughs> I was kind of
1: boor- I was kind of bored by some of it, so I give it a six point five. I think it was I solid. My
2: fucking ass off.
1: Yeah, I liked I liked Silva, but I didn't like the other stuff.
2: Yeah, I just laughed at him.
1: <laughs> there you go. I say I give it a six point five.
2: And like you said, you know, most of the time when you get Silva, you don't. I mean, he's just in a movie, but this is like fucking tour de force. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is. The it's man. all Silva. Yep.
2: Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what were they, Love they thinking? Love never mattered to Johnny Cool. Oh my Each god. Each babe was
1: all the same. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back and uh, talk about blackjack. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll be right back.
3: G G T M C live. For you fresh air. Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit GGTMC.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since 1977.
1: Never heard of it.
0: Do I have to come right out and say it Tell you that you look so fine Do I have to come right out and ask you to be mine If it was a game I could play it Trying to make it but I'm losing time I gotta bring you in, you're overworking my mind
1: Not the, nothing says a Dolph Lundgren bullet opera quite like Buffalo Springfield. I wonder what that was. <laughs> All right, um, Blackjack, 1998. Zom, oh, you got a lucky, you got a good short one here. Would you care to synopsize?
2: Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> Jack what a kind Devlin.
1: Of, what a shitty synopsis!
2: A U.S. Marshal who protects. High-profile clients, it comes to a matter of security. Yeah. (laughs) What?
1: Um, This is directed by John Woo. Now, this one one has been on the shelf for me for quite a while. (laughs) Um, I've been saving it for the show because I was like, how can this be bad? Well, we'll get into that. Um, Okay. I'll just go out and, and, and say right off. It could have been good if it cut quite a bit. Um, I was I was laying in bed this morning thinking about... So, I guess I could say, this movie is almost two hours long. In all fairness, it was a pitch, it was a pilot for a, a TV show that never got picked up. And then, I don't know, could you imagine a Dolph Lundgren TV show? That could have been yeah. something. That could have been awesome. Um but so I guess they were trying to just kind of like throw all the shit in there and it starts off really strong but it's like god it keeps going and the stuff with the white was kind of weird and it seemed like I don't know they they tried to wrap up ends because I think the maybe they had the the feeling that it might not get picked up so they were trying to make it a movie also but I mean, if you cut a good thirty minutes out of this movie, it could have been yeah. it could have been really good. But because there's a lot of shit, especially with this actress. Um, God, what is her name? Um, Roar, no, Cinder James, played by Cam Cinder. Cinder, what a <laughs> '90s name! And played by Cam Heskin, who is a fucking block of wood. They should have had her last looking. name
2: be Block. Ugh. Cinder
1: Block senator block the most about how
2: beautiful she... model she's so fucking i mean honest to god she is so <laughs> fucking hot and so that that she has to have like more security than the president of the united states
1: yeah what? for real I mean... yeah so so <laughs> dolph used to be a his character uh what is his character's name jack something Does they give him a last name? Jack Devlin. Jack Devlin... Oh, you said it in the synopsis. Uh, Jack Devlin used to be, like, FBI or CIA or something. U.S. Marshal. There you go. So he used to be U.S. Marshal, and um, I don't know if it was the shit that happens at the beginning of the movie that makes him quit or if he was already doing his bodyguard thing by then. But regardless, he doesn't work for the government anymore. He's independent now, and apparently when you're a U.S. Marshal, you make a shitload of money because his apartment in New York City is pretty fantastic. <laughs> but um, he, uh, he makes his money now as a kind of a high-profile bodyguard. He's got a team, and he works with Fred the Hammer, who I had no idea was even yeah. in this because I didn't, I didn't look at the uh, credits beforehand, so I was pleased to see Fred the Hammer show up, even if it is only for like 10 minutes total. And he doesn't have a cigar. There's a gag did, later he on. he
2: did. When well, he was eating the hot dog.
1: Well, there was that was later on. He gave him one. Does it was he smoking a cigar at the beginning?
2: No, he wasn't smoking. Remember when he met Dolph and there, he's he's walking and he's got this hot dog in one hand and he's got yeah. the big cigar in the other hand, but he hasn't lit it. And he does never eats the hot dog the whole time. They're standing there. He just like he kind of picks at the bread on the end a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, well, if then, you haven't lit the cigar, wouldn't you put it in your pocket so you could actually hold the hot dog and eat yeah,
1: it? Yeah, or and he and he and he doesn't off. uh Dolph sneaks someone at the end, too. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, um <laughs> The Hammer. Maybe he was cut
2: <laughs> back because he didn't light. I mean, maybe when Hammer got older he decided that he probably should just chew on him and not uh, light him up.
1: Well, okay, dusk till dawn. That happened. This was right around the same time. Can I? I can't remember. Did he smoke a cigar in that one? He did.
2: He just had one, I, but I don't know if he smoked it. Did he?
1: Well, he chewed on it, but like, yeah, I don't know he, he it in the corner of his mouth. But it, and and oddly, okay, this is something, and we can get right into this. This is something that could have left been left entirely out of the movie. Jack Devlin has this thing with the color white. Uh... He is white phobic and it gets tied back to some horse shit with a lighter. (laughs) But (laughs) whenever he sees the color white, he starts like flashing back to some crap when he was a kid and he like loses all focus and everything. And but so he goes to see this shrink about it. The shrink smokes a cigar, oddly. That was a really weird choice. Like, do you mind (laughs) if I smoke? And, and it's this like delicate little lady, and she pulls out this giant cigar in a in a psychiatry session. And
2: the adult goes, is that just a cigar? Like when she has yeah. her mouth like a cock.
1: It's
0: like, what?
2: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> if she if if she was left out of the movie entirely, you could that's a good fifteen minutes you can get rid of, and get rid of the stuff where he would talk about because then it would get rid of her who is a worthless character i mean cinder is worthless don't get me wrong but you need her in the movie because she's like the reason they're have he's a bodyguard but leave the psychiatrist out of the movie because i guess there's it's not like they kind of hint that it might be a love interest i don't know leave her out entirely then you could leave out the stuff with being afraid of white well, then although cinder
2: both the way that it's like the way people act around them, like the way Darfax around the doctor, <laughs> and the way people act around Cinder, you would think that it was, um, you know, Scarlett Johansson and uh, fucking some supermodel, like uh, Kate Upton or something like that. But neither one of them are that good looking. Mm-hmm. They're pretty, but they're not, like, so stunning that you fucking piss your pants. And But the way that everybody acts towards them, it's like Cinder – she doesn't even really look like a model she looks no. like she she was like be like some chick that was on baywatch
1: she's a she's a she's mid 90s hot yeah. um this the chick that played the uh the psychiatrist is dean wormer's daughter nice john yeah john vernon's daughter um
2: i would like to have seen J- john vernon <laughs> Oh, I always want to say Vernon Wormer. Wormer, yeah. <laughs> he, he would have been good in this. I mean, you know, I don't know what part he would have played if he could have played Blackjack or, you
1: know. Yeah. This, so, it,
2: it just stinks of a TV movie. Everything about it. Does,
1: it does, it does. It feels, there's a lot of cheap stuff in this as far as um, there's what some really, the, the, so. the music is really cheap. Mm-hmm. And there's some really crappy looking lighting in some of the scenes that looks re- like it makes it look like it's shot on video. Um I'll tell you one thing they don't skimp on though is the stuntmen in this movie. Yeah. Because John Woo brought his like disregard for human life with, <laughs> with this because there's some stunts in here that looked fucking shitty to to take part in. Um especially the two guys, it might have been the same guy, who knows. There's a there, with the dirt bikes, one of them jumps over a flaming car and like the, the bike explodes and uh, the car explodes at the same time. And I was like, "Oh, that must be a dummy." A dude actually c- goes to comes through the fire on fire and falls off the bike. And then again it happens in, a, in an alley with the dirt bike again. And the it just explodes into a ball of flame and there's a dude still ride, <laughs> riding the bike on fire. So um oh, and the other another one with the uh, real close to the beginning with the the bit with the dude getting shot. He flips over the railing in the house and D- Dolph like slides the glass table to break yes. his f- <laughs> <laughs> To
2: break Is his that, fall.
1: Right. Oh that God. dude didn't look, that dude hit hard.
2: Yeah, he did. He hit hard anyway. Now, if the guys, I mean, okay, I know it's just, that's the thing with Wu. Um, there's a, when you see some of his movies, like at the beginning, of his when he first started doing his stuff, mm-hmm. it was kind of like oh, you know, kind of cool, but it's like with that, I mean the guy's falling <laughs> off a balcony doing a flat back you know from however many like thirty feet up <laughs>
1: onto a I hard mean, floor
2: what would even be the point of sliding the thing underneath of <laughs>
1: well, it well you gotta you gotta have woo in a woo movie you gotta have somebody going through a glass table. It happens oh, yeah. like every single one well and um, then
2: the, the um the uh um, when when say like in uh well, I mean, uh, with um, what's his name, Chow Yun Fat or something like that, and he say he gets out of a car, and the back of his his trench coat flies up from the from the wind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which Wu loved doing that shit.
1: Slow motion wind, yeah. But
2: after a while, I mean, even in the, this this one, like, you know, it, it's like, it just gets old. It's like, okay, can you come up with something else? <laughs> You know, uh, I liked it I liked it a long time ago when I'm, Van Damme I'm, was doing it in Hard Target, but after a while it's just kind of like okay, seen it a million times.
1: I'm okay with the action in this. It was the uh shit in between that really got me worse. Um and I could see like they're trying to build this like kind of interesting characters for whatever reason. This guy also has a uh, a butler Saul Saul Rubinek he played it and Saul Rubinek had to have been in because i you know i remember i or watched frasier recently mm-hmm. um he played that little uh, he played the journalist guy in unforgiven but he was like daphne's like love interest in uh, in in frasier had to have been right around the same time and i couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be french or what but he's kind of like um he's he was kind his of higgins like higgins
2: from magnum pi
1: or that his alfred if yeah, his yeah. batman yeah and but he wears an eye patch and he always wears <laughs> these weird clothes and he is apparently a ballistics expert of some sort. I don't know what his history is, so maybe they would have gone into that more once he. Uh,
2: if it would have caught on, become a TV show. He and was born.
1: Calls- he was born in a refugee camp in Germany after World War II.
2: How about? Uh, I mean, okay. They throw all this stuff at you because, like I said, now they 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 said they they made this like a movie. So if it didn't get picked up as a Series, which was this was a pilot, yeah, it would could be done as a movie, so you can see where they kind of it. It was like I said, it just stunk of a TV movie, but like you have Dolph uh having his issues and stuff, so you could see if it became a, a TV show, uh, he would go s- the, his love interest would be that doctor and he'd go see her, you know, every episode, he'd have his little Higgins like from uh. Magnum Pi guy. That's his butler manservant. And the the
1: thing. little girl, the little is, girl, is so bad. You know. Um, he he. Uh,
2: what was the name kind of, of the uh, Paddington bear that she carried around? And she would introduce I don't the remember. bear. Stupid Max or something stupid. Um, <laughs> dumb shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. There you go. They could have left out the stuff with the little girl too. And there's your other fifteen minutes to get rid of to make this a good movie. But um, it was. The,
2: that's the storyline. It was so it was so ridiculous, you know. But when I was saying how thinking about how ridiculous it was that this model is so fucking important, and this guy, and and it wasn't just like a a John Hinckley kind of a guy. This guy wasn't even just by himself. He would have like minions on dirt <laughs> dirt
1: bikes. bike riding minions.
2: <laughs> so then I started thinking, okay, this is kind of like Cobra. It's a stupid fucking model. Who would mean nothing? Like if somebody killed the hottest model right now, if somebody was trying to kill her, I don't think that they would have five mil- like a, like a an armored battalion of secret <laughs> service men.
1: Have her hiding out out of town because she had to make her next appearance. It was essential for her. Was, uh...
2: she, and then of course they had to throw in that she was a an addict because she had a bad back out of nowhere.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, out of nowhere, and but they but that gave gave us the uh, awesome scene where he uh, popped her back into place. Yeah, and she always um, has an
2: orgasm, you know.
1: He's like, she's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Finding your shinter. Right. And you it's have like your
2: first version against the wall, and you think, okay, you know, you know, he's gonna fucking you know give her some hot beef injection, you know, and he, you know, but he's not. But of course, he's not like that. He's a good guy. And oh my God, Jesus, sh- sh- can we? Can we talk about this movie without mentioning? uh, Can you stand up? Stand up, I can hardly walk. And the next thing you know, they're fucking doing like the cha cha.
1: (laughs) They're shagging to uh, to make this Latin music. I think he's trying to keep her awake because she had overdosed.
2: I know but it was, still... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was... And the other secret service guys or whoever they were. Bodyguards are watching like on this closed circuit TV. And they're like, Ooh, yeah. And Dolphin, <laughs> she supposedly can't even stand. But then in the next scene, he's fucking like doing the hustle with her. Or something, she says she you know? can't
1: stand, even though she had just walked out and tried to jump off her own balcony. Yeah.
2: It was just, dumb, man, it was dumb.
1: Um, the, uh, but funny. Yeah. Yeah, and i i i've put i put a clip of this on the group. Oh I fucking God. i loved. Did you watch that? <laughs> yeah. When when he's kind of like trying to overcome the white, and he's like, fluffy bunny, sugar. <laughs> and there's like sheets flying around his head it's so it's so ridiculous i oh, i was i was i really man. laughed at that i was really i was losing some serious steam there at the end and then when that happened i was i was back in for the last 5 minutes
2: what was the movie that okay i'm trying to think the movie that had that that started the whole knife licking thing on ggtmc and the bad oh, guy, i don't know it was that the the, the the bad guy they called him it wasn't ramrod it was that one movie that was like a low-budget kind of kung fu movie, and the guy licked, licked the knife, and uh, he, Stingray, his, the, the bad guy's name is Oh, yeah, St-
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I reviewed that with him. That was uh, undefeatable.
2: <laughs> the best part about that is I'm like, okay, what is this? you're like, oh, yeah, I actually reviewed that.
1: <laughs> but, I, didn't know that um, was, I didn't know that was where it started.
2: But Stingray, the, the bad guy in this is so fucking bad. Okay. Yeah. Everybody in this, with the exception of Dolph's manservant, um, came off to me like a soap opera actor.
1: Yeah. And that guy. Yeah, the acting was pretty was terrible. Dolph is okay, I guess.
2: Yeah. He had that like a a redneck accent, country accent, but then he's yeah. doing like Shakespeare with by himself with the with the curtains glowing, <laughs> Wear your cape. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> fuck a duck
1: <laughs>
2: he was bad
1: he was bad and um oh, the milk. I'll, I'll let you the milk it. was I'll weird you... yeah it's like it, it made for a cool image of two guys in dark clothes like fighting but it's like how the how the fuck does anyone ever end up in a leaky milk factory yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was almost sprigs. like
2: the um the that when they end up in a factory and nobody's in the factory but there's all these sparks and stuff in movies yeah and now how
1: how factory. how awesome would it have been if this was a tv series in how many ways they could have uh come up for him to have to confront the color white because they already went stre- stretched really far to get him to show up where uh, with milk spraying everywhere so imagine how ridiculous it would have gotten by
2: if they were the, fighting and they ended up on a German Goo girl set. <laughs>
1: this, oh, God, oh, God like, I can't a, take a, it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, uh,
1: I took a note early on. After the first scene, I the shootout in the house was cool. There's a lot of Dolph doing the Superman fly with two pistols like John Woo loved to do. I took the note after that first <laughs> scene. I was like how the fuck does this not get picked up for a TV series, but something like Thunder in Paradise or yeah. uh, Walker, Texas well, Ranger does? Thunder in
2: Paradise does. was uh, like syndicated. Wasn't that just like on... A, it was like... a Thunder in Paradise was kind of like Xena or Hercules.
1: Yeah, it was just th- filmed at Universal Studios and sold to whoever. But after I watched this, I was like, okay, I could see. Because it's like, how far can you go with this? And maybe it was a mistake for Wu to like wrap it up the way he did. Uh, because it's like... I mean he almost over I mean he pretty much overcomes the spoiler alert he almost overcomes his phobia stuff yeah. and it's like how much could you like there, it doesn't seem like to have like longevity like how far can you take this bodyguard thing it's like every week he's going to have this client that's impossible to protect and you know and I could I could see the longevity thing I could see then why it would be hard to get this picked up if you're going on this alone
2: well, and this was the classic case of uh, you know uh, they always talk about how you know Wu was so huge, and then when he came to America, with the exception of Hard Target, well, Face Off too, but I mean they never off, really yeah. let him do anything by himself. They would always have somebody kind of a studio guy there to kind of keep him on what they wanted. Or and 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 you know, do you think would, when John Wu came to America? Now I you know like I said, Hard Target. Uh, face off. I mean, and then he had the Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage, but I don't think that did that
1: well. I didn't, I didn't even see that,
2: and I don't even think it was that good. I've seen it a couple times. I gave it a chance. Do you think he, he was he a success in Hollywood? I don't think so. No. So,
1: um, I mean, I don't think. And oh, then he with did this, Mission Impossible like, too.
2: What were they trying to – oh, I hated Mission Impossible too.
1: Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I mean, it probably yeah. made money though, right?
2: Yeah, probably. But, I mean, that would be more probably on the – you know, you, you've got to cruise. I mean, you
1: know. Paycheck. I've never seen that. That's a Philip Paycheck. K. Dick story. Has oh, ben that was – I just watched that not that long ago. Aaron Eckhart. I didn't know he yeah. directed that either.
2: I didn't know he directed it either. It's uh, I like the story. I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan, but it wasn't – you know, it wasn't well, yeah, I mean, like if, Dick.
1: If you look at his, yeah. Oh, he did Broken Arrow. I forgot about that one.
2: Yeah, with Howie yeah. Long and uh, that
1: probably Travolta. made him some money. Yeah,
2: Christian Slater. You know, I seen all. I I saw every one of these fucking movies in the theater. I must have been a <laughs> woo fan.
1: There you go. Woo. Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch The Killer again because that's one that of, of his that I'm supposed to like and I've, I I yeah, didn't when I, I saw you it. You, you it's on really Netflix cares. now. So, um, I don't know, like. Dolph already has a touch of Frank when he starts to run in this, which is pretty cool yeah. oh yeah um, he's got this weird thing with where apparently he can make playing cards into weapons. I don't know if he carries weaponized cards with him, but I mean these it's playing like cards Jay. can like, cut through ropes and yeah. slice throats and stuff, so I don't know how that works um the, Just the gimmick but the the this what this has going for it. And it does have some stuff going for it. The action is is John Woo over the top stuff. A lot of this. I mean, if you like the bullet opera action, you'll dig the action in this. It's just that the shitty acting with the people that aren't Dolph <laughs> is just and the the just the the drama with that and the stuff when he's not shooting people is so fucking bad yeah you know um, they
2: paid dolphin woo the 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 greater amount of the money and everybody else was just like i said like soap opera kind of yeah uh, yeah it would have been
1: like the when the with constantine that show when the, you know the the only person that makes it out of the first ep the pilot episode is the main character <laughs> 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 um I I I do like that. In one week, I've watched two movies with Dolph Lundgren riding a motorcycle. So yeah, because he did the it in skin, skin Trade. Skin yeah. Trade. Yeah, he does a motorcycle ride in that one. Although with this one, it's more of like a baseball slide, <laughs> like, yeah. and it just keeps going and going and going. It's this pretty cool. one? He's
2: um he's like in between. He's like in Red Scorpion. He was really young. But yeah. and then he's you know really old Frankensteinish guy now. But the, he was kind of in the middle now. He wasn't old yeah, he enough was to be starting to slow really, down.
1: He still almost had a Ricky Schroeder look at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: he did look in Red Scorpion. He looked like Ricky. If Ricky Schroeder got on like the juice, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you know he did
1: a yeah. lot. Of, like, every, so Rick, what I'm did sorry, you? Sorry, what did you? What, Richard Schroeder. What did you think of Blackjack?
2: Well, I saw it. Um, when it first came out and you know like i said uh, after hard target i was like you know a big woo fan and i wanted to see all his shit Woo-hoo. and and uh i thought oh this will be really good and i remember watching it for the first time and thinking oh this was just not very good and then there's been several times where when we were gonna do dolph uh a, a silver and gold episode uh, that this movie came up, and I mean, even the people on the group are like, Yeah, it's not, it's not very good." And I was like, "I remember it not being very good." Ah, uh, it's, it's, but it is. Um, it was fun to watch, almost like Johnny Cool, just to see th- that bad guy was so awful. I mean, yeah. you know, and th- and then the whole backstory on why he was doing what he was doing, it, it, but it was if you look at it in a funny way. There, like you said, there are times when it's boring. Yeah, but it's to me it was funny because like watching Dolph try and, if, if you look at like the 80s uh, TV show action, I don't know if I'd say action, but like Simon and Simon or Magnum Pi and stuff like that, you can just see it all over this. They had a formula. so mm-hmm. they said, okay, we'll take this great director who's we brought over here who's really not doing that well. Let's give him this. And uh <laughs> and then we got, you know, Dolph, let's let's throw him in there and let's see what happens, you know. And it just doesn't work. No. Um I wish they if they and, and then when I started watching it, uh and I saw that it was two hours <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ.
2: I, I watched it in some chunks because when it got down to I watched like an hour of it, and then I looked at the time, and I thought, God, I got another hour. (laughs) And then I got down to where there was a half an hour left, and I actually went and laid in the bathtub and watched the last part. (laughs) Just because, I mean, it was just like, oh, you know, God, I got to switch things up here, I just to keep things interesting so I could look at my fat stomach, watch the movie over top of my fat gut. Yeah. Um, But if they would have, like now, if they would take Dolph, and John Woo and say, We're gonna make this movie called Blackjack and but we're going to have somebody rewrite it, somebody who's a badass motherfucker that yeah. would make an R rated version of this and Dolph wouldn't be cracking her back. He'd be like fucking her doggy style standing up and <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'd slap the it, kid across the face. I'm
1: telling you, there's a there's a there's a there's a fun ninety minute action movie in here somewhere
2: and have have like that that Brooke Lee Adams I was telling you about that was yeah. got molested on the bus she'd be the girl the the little girl but she would be like a smart ass like uh
1: maybe she could be the psychiatrist
2: 17 or 18 year old <laughs> and Dolph fucks her too kind of like a taboo thing the psychiatrist would be a hot who would be like a really fucking hot nasty MILF <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but you know, like me, I could fucking do the rewrite. There you and go. Instead of the milk, instead of him saying I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> have to lift his face up other, and he's got shit all over his face, and he's like German Googers. <laughs> like so, you know, I literally or, said uh, no uh uh thing. Like to, I like,
3: love cream pies.
2: <laughs> I like to fill up that girl that I'm—that's my friend's daughter's pussy and butthole. Um, it's—it's just—it's
1: corny. It's corny. Yeah, it is.
2: But it was made for TV. They, you know, when you see that, that's what they, you know, they put the shackles on them. I'm Woo. surprised
1: some of the hits these the stuntmen took for a for a pilot too. So yeah
2: probably for scale. I would I, I would be interested and in I like I, I just did a quick search on Google for some stuff about this movie. But I would like to um what would be good is if they did a a uh, audio commentary with uh John Woo and Dolph <laughs> and just talk about the history of this movie, what was going on at the time, why it was made, why they took a a, a that, I mean, John Woo was the shit at this time, yeah. but they put him on, like, a movie pilot. So, you know, why? That would be like if, you know, they take Scorsese and say, hey, we're going to make this movie pilot. Why don't you? But it said John Woo produced this, too. So, I, don't I don't know.
1: I'm going I'm to see the guy. Let's see. Written by Peter Lance. Let's see what else he's written. But oh we got twenty five like more
2: bag. episodes. Hey, we got twenty five more episodes before we have to f- pick another Dolph movie.
1: <laughs> he writ—he's written hardly anything. Yeah, this is this is—he wrote TV episodes through the eighties and yeah. then this.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this finished him. He was done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's an wait—he's uh, a, just... a reporter. He's won an Emmy as a reporter. Who the f- I've never seen this guy, Peter Lance. Eh. What Who's... the hell was he a reporter on?
2: We did, okay. He, I liked Wise Guy, but he only did one episode of that. He did a few of Miami Vice, one, two, three, four, five, six of Miami. Crime Story with Dennis Farina. One, two. he did about six. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't, I don't know.
1: Writing. Well, he's an Emmy winning Emmy winning investigative reporter, so good on him for that, I guess. I don't want to read nothing. any of his shit though. <laughs> All right, uh, let's rate this. I give it a. Five point seven five. Um, uh, oh. I liked ninety minutes of it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give it a bad. I didn't three. like the other
1: forty five or whatever it was. A three.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is bad.
1: It's bad. It is pretty bad. It's, it's better it's than a, average for me because yeah. uh, I've seen I've seen some bad recently. So this is. I would like
2: this. To, They could have even had everything be the the same, but just made it very very R rated, and it would have yeah. been
1: better. More squibs and, instead of just. And, uh,
2: Squid, squibs, and more fucking and
1: nudity. nudity. Yeah, nudity so and squibs. Cinder,
2: let's see some Cinder tit and some that Cinder big ass. And, uh, <laughs> and what's her name? Cinder. With Cinder cigar, you know, have her get you know, Dolph be like fucking her on her desk, and she's like, you know, she's very unprofessional. Well, I was going to say she's very unprofessional, but she actually stayed professional, which made it boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right have the little kid,
2: like, you know, Dolph comes home and the little kid's been drinking his Jack Daniels and, you know, just being a fucking piece of shit little kid. She bugs him so much that he punches holes in the wall so he doesn't have to, you know, fucking hit her.
1: Or just leave her out of the movie entirely. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? If I get bored enough, and trust me, that happens often, I'm going to... I'm gonna to try to recut the I'm gonna cut out some scenes of this. I'm gonna put it into <laughs> just see if I can cut <laughs> out <but> action. I'm <laughs> gonna cut out the stuff with the psychiatrist and I'm gonna cut out the stuff with the little kid. I'm and...
2: I'm looking for your center. It's it'll your... feel ninety
1: it'll feel nineties, but it might work. I'll cut out the stuff with the drugs. We'll make a like minute she, movie.
2: If she had the bad back and Dolph just yanked her pants down and fucking stuck his dick up her ass, and all of a sudden you heard her
1: back crack. (laughs) Now you're better.
2: I found your
3: center.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, on that note, time for a break. We're going to come back. We're going to do a little feed sack and wrap this shit up. We'll be right back.
0: Hello, this is Kenny B. This is Tom K.W. And we are two of the hosts from the Podcast on Fire Network. You want Asian cinema in a podcast? Well, we got the solution for you. Because at the Podcast on Fire Network, there's seven plus shows for you to choose from. You want Hong Kong action cinema and audio commentaries? We got that. You want dirty Hong Kong cinema? We got that. You want the eternal question? What's Korean cinema answer?
3: We'll answer that.
0: The flagship show Podcast on Fire covers classic Hong Kong cinema. Everything from Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan, John Woo and Jet Li. Featuring in-depth discussions with an aura of fun. This is your primary stop in the podcast world for classic Hong Kong cinema. So join me, Kenny B, Anton K.W., and a cast of thousands at podcastonfire.com. Also available on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and come chat with us on the Podcast on Fire Network Facebook group and on Twitter at Podcast on Fire. Podcast on Fire Network. It's Asian cinema in a podcast.
1: I don't think I had the volume up loud enough for that break. Oh, well. Uh, feed sack. I'll get a little mm. bit. Move, mm, feed sack. Um, Rolf. Send us an email. Rolf. Rolf. Loaf. Zom. What the fuck? You got me staring at fucking Weird Al for a month. <laughs> Each time I visited your page to get my silver and gold fix, Weird Al looks at me and I want to punch him in the face so badly, <laughs> but cannot afford a new flat screen. Next time you go on a hiatus, pick a fucking nice picture, like a naked (laughs) lady, for instance, or even two making out, having sex, which (laughs) would make the wait much more worthwhile. Uh, Glad you two are back, though. Uh, We we got back a little quicker this time. It's been two weeks. Uh, Glad you're back, though. Even even thought about joining fucking Facebook to see if you're doing all right. Uh, To write something, somebody actually listens to our show. That's not on Facebook. I figured that was the all all of our listeners, all thirteen of our listeners were in the group Uh, to write something productive. Sly or Arnie, Uh, as both have some serious linguistical problems. I hope that makes sense. And a body, I would most certainly like to have for me. Sly wins as he is the better actor, and Arnie's missing the sneer. I once watched the finale of Over the Top in slow motion. Hell, what an experience! By the way, where is Sly? Uh, didn't he used to call in like all the time, talking shit, and nobody understood? I miss him. Seriously, get him, but please get him back, but still answer my question honestly. Rolf, oot, cough, fart, more cough. All right, so Zom, Sly or Arnie?
2: Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sly yeah. kind of, there's the, he, he sort of, there's times where he tries to be funny, and he, he, he really fucks up movies and it gets on my nerves. I mean, he sometimes makes me even mad.
1: I'm going to I'm going to open up.
2: I like Arnold better. Especially Arnold that was... when he falls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, let's see. Okay. Like Sylvester that. Stallone. I'm I'm wow. going I'm, to I'm I'm going <laughs> through I, I want to look at filmography here and see. We're going to compare a little bit. So we got with Arnold we got the movies that I love. Terminator. Mm-hmm. We got um, right. Predator, Commando's good. Conan the Barbarian. Terminator 2. Running Man. Um then we're getting into the 90s. Terminator 2, I, I still uh, like quite a bit. Last Action Hero is pretty good. I like True Lies. Um uh, uh, wow. wow. late 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 90s not so much. Oh god. Triplets has still been announced. I hope this never comes to fruition. Um,
2: triplets? He's too old to have babies.
1: <laughs> All right. Sylvester. Wow. Filmography. All right. We got Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Nighthawks is good. Um, the Rambo movies, obviously. It's It's close for me. Tango and Cash, both of them really. Demolition Man is good. You didn't like that one, but he's really Wesley, falling off. Wesley was does. good in that one. Yeah, he was. I yeah, I, I think I'll go Arnold too. I like Predator. Predator is almost enough to make that to to win that. Even though is like
2: almost like the best movie ever made.
1: Even though I hate Last Stand, uh, he's got enough other stuff. Terminator and Predator. <laughs> so there you go we go, We both go Arnie sorry Sly and uh to answer Rolf's other question and speaking of Sly if you take
2: away Rocky and Rambo what do you got
1: Cobra and Demolition Man
2: I hated Cobra I still hate Cobra <laughs> <laughs> no one will convince me that that hour and 15-minute fucking movie was good.
1: <laughs> all right. Here we got some little feed sack. Here we go.
4: Hey, Suzy Gold. <laughs> hey, we what do you know? Let's <laughs> just alone. Now, let's be talking about it. Yeah. Hey, Sly, where are you all going in the Suzy Gold podcast for a while, yo? Why be a busy man, you know? I mean, you know. Getting shit started out, you know. I got fucking a lot of painting done. I got the fucking Creed movies made good right and all that shit, you know. All this other shit I got going on. New new Rambo movies, fucking talking about shit, watching boxing matches, (laughs) junking (laughs) off, you know, all that kind of great shit that I just do in my day to day life, you know? So, yeah, I apologize if I'm not being able to find the time. To go into you guys, you know? But, you know, that doesn't, you know, mean that I'm not even in touch with these guys, you know? I don't know if doesn't want me to mention it, because uh, he didn't mention him in his top five wrestlers, but, you know, he came and helped me train John Cena for the fucking the WrestleMania main event, the United States Championship of the world, you know? <laughs> what? Fucking, we had to provide some intensive training for John Cena, we were kicking him in the dick multiple times every day, you know, <laughs> so fucking hard, you know, just kicking away at this fucking dick, <laughs> you know, that's why it's hard, I'm about to, you know, hold the foot and carry out some solo fucking podcast, you know, because we were just dick kicking all day, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I apologize for that as well. It's okay, Sly. But, yeah, it doesn't mean that I don't love fucking you guys. I love everyone who's listening out there, you know. So, you know, in the next few weeks, when I get some spare time, when I'm not jerking off, when I'm not working out, when I'm not painting, when I'm not making fucking movies, you know, I'm going to do something special. So, Ooh. yeah, just keep that in mind, you know. Special. Keep listening. Keep watching out. That's all I am say for now. Ugh. <laughs>
1: there you have it something special is on the way it's on the horizon who was that? I didn't that? know he was I don't know I didn't know he was <laughs> kicking John Cena in the dick that's uh, that's a pretty cool man. dick kicker <laughs> alright you can always send us feed sack to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com Find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and our website at Silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook group, com slash groups slash Silva and Gold. I uh, don't know what we're doing yet next week. We're just going to been playing it by ear, so we'll figure it out. Um, Sounds Sony. good. Yeah, maybe. Got, I have an idea what I want to do. It's one that I've been sitting After on. After
2: this week, um, I, I think something. I might pick something good.
1: Okay, me That's too. That's going to be my goal. <laughs> me too. I'm going to pick something good that I've never seen. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, until next week, this is a low oot. Zom. The- Bye. <laughs>